Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined by the newly birthday boy, or I guess past birthday boy, what are you now, 25, 26? Uh, 20 with uh, 17 years experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, your favorite co-hoster and mine, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Buddy, how was your birthday weekend? Uh, expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you sent me that bill. It was 250 uh, bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to Osaka, Osaka yeah. Hibachi, Friday night. And, uh, yeah, place isn't cheap. Uh, not... Um, Especially if you, we we were at the Tapanyaki Grill, so that's where you kind of, yeah. you know, you pay for the experience. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah. So between myself, Megan, and Avery, it was like two hundred ten dollars, and after tip, it was you know just over two two fifty. So yeah, it was uh, it, it, it's fun. I mean, but again, you're paying for the experience. When Layla and I went there, uh, I think it was just when restaurants were allowed to be open, but you had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. I believe everything kind of runs together but we didn't get the the grill part because it's tough to get i heard you gotta have reservations right oh yeah you have yeah, to call we at just, least you know at least yeah three two three weeks in advance okay i was like oh let's just i was trying to surprise her like i'm coming home from work be dressed we're going out for dinner and tried that and it didn't i was like you pick wherever you want to go and mm-hmm. she picked there so we couldn't get the table with the the grill and everything so we just got the normal but it wasn't it wasn't cheap by any means which is you know that means it's a good, generally a good place. Well, it's good. I mean, you're you get basically everything you need. Like you're, yeah. it's it's all grilled in front of you. You get rice, you get veggies, you get. I always get choice two because I think the you know it's always that's always the best price. But like choice of two is like fifty five dollars, cool. and it's like a filet mignon and six scallops. But I mean, it's worth it, right? Like yeah. if you went to a fine. Like a fine dining go restaurant. A keg, go to the keg and try to get a filet mignon for less than 55 right? bucks. And you literally get a pound of rice, <laughs> right? If you pay for the right, the keg isn't going to give you a pound of rice. No. Um, and the, the veggies are, are grilled in front of you. At the keg, you get like one, you know, like a six inch carrot and like a, a, a string of broccoli. Well, here yeah. it's like peppers, broccoli, onions. You know, it's all, again, it's like a, a, it's a pound of, of grilled veggies. So. Portion size is well worth it. Is Avery a fan of Japanese food? She actually cried when they did the fire. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought she was gonna she was gonna like it, but um, she actually started crying. So we had to take her away from the table uh, for for a few minutes until the the whole fire thing was was done. Yeah, uh, I found that was funny. She didn't eat, eat any of her food, so I crushed it. Uh, you know when we got home. So nice. I was. Uh, I basically had two meals, so it wasn't bad. But you walked it off the next day, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, you guys, you and Layla went to Laverty Falls uh, last summer. Yep, just about died. And uh, just about died. Well, we we also went Laverty Falls last summer, but this time around we did uh, Third Vault Falls. Um, and this one's a longer a longer hike down. It's a longer hike up. Plus, I was half in the bag. I was I was <laughs> drinking on the way down. Um, cool. but it's, it's more rugged. Like there's, there's, you know, tree branches that are grown out of the ground. You can easily trip on if you're not watching. Um, there's rocks that, you know, if you step on the wrong way, you could probably twist an ankle. Yeah. Um, but, uh, overall, I think the scenery, uh, third vault is, is a lot better than Laverty. Uh, a couple of swimming holes down there, obviously too cold to swim last weekend, but, um, yeah, it was, it was actually good. Probably down there for. We got there around twelve thirty, and didn't get up till three thirty or four. So it was a good, uh, good hike down, good hike up. And was Avery with you on that one? No, no, okay. no, no. She's she's no. She can go for walks. She can't go for hikes. Yeah, um, and if she's going for a hike, it's a very small little yeah. hill and yes, hike down. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, overall, awesome, awesome experience. There's another one there called Moosehorn, which is even longer than Third Vault. So we're gonna try to maybe do that one this summer. And it's kind of a loop, so you literally get to do Moosehorn, and uh, so when you guys do Laverty, you kind of you're coming from this end. Yeah, you go right? down. Yeah, the the one end, then you go uh, down to the falls, and then you come right back up yeah. the other end. You kind so of do a loop. You, if you come, if you actually come from the right side, yeah, that's the Moosehorn loop. So the Moosehorn loop is, I think, is uh, round trip like 
seven kilometers or something like that. Oh Jesus! Yeah, so we're we're gonna try to get to that one uh, in the summer, and uh, you know, make a day out of it, obviously. So. Yeah, and just for those out there that don't hike, maybe don't set your GPS to the falls because what it'll do, well, it'll actually drive you to the falls instead of kind of where you're supposed to go, and then you end up in a Toyota Rav Four on uh, <laughs> ATV trails <laughs> in and around. And uh, yeah, I tried to surprise her with that, and I typed it in, and yeah, apparently going through uh, backways and ATV trails, and which are big enough for a Toyota Toyota Rav Four, but uh, that sounds a little bit more exciting than my weekend. My weekend was well, work, and then a good old Costco Saturday, and Superstore, and and cleaning the house Sunday, and surviving Game Sevens. We've got a Battle of Alberta. It took forty years. Well, for us, anyways. Yeah. Uh, you're not 40 yet, but um, are we going to put a bet on this, or are we just going to enjoy it? And how do you feel about well, it? Well, I figure if we do a bet, it's it's got to be it's got to involve a show in the future. A jersey, jerseys. You know, yeah. if if Calgary wins, you wear a Calgary jersey. If the Oilers win, I'll put on an Oilers jersey. Put on an Oilers jersey. <laughs> I don't um, hate it. Or it, nothing, nothing monetary. No, uh, on the betting side, but um, put five grand on each. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. NFTs, um, <laughs> five grand in NFTs or whatever. Let's let's crystal. let's do a jersey bet. All right, we can do that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. loser has to wear the winning team's jersey for uh, for, for show. one of the shows, and yeah. um, it'll obviously be a YouTube show, so we can. Yeah, we'll get YouTube fixed for that one. So yeah, we have to wear the jersey in the YouTube. Yeah. Someone's and... gonna be uh, looking like a. It's just it, it's just that rivalry, like the Battle of Alberta. Different times over the past 10, 15 years, the Flames were generally good. The Oilers had the decade of darkness, so there wasn't anything in the regular season. We weren't making the playoffs ever, crushing lotteries. But uh, now you have both teams that are very good. Everyone in Edmonton hates Kachuk. Everyone in Calgary hates Cassie and McDavid, that whole situation. like This is just set up to be seven excellent physical back-and-forth games. If Mike Smith can play like Mike Smith can play... We're in for a good series. If Mike Smith plays like Mike Smith can play, <laughs> Calgary's yeah. going to end this thing quickly. But yeah. it's just like that's what I'm excited for because this is what the NHL wanted. They want this this divisional to build rivalries. And mm-hmm. Calgary and Edmonton don't need a playoff series to build rivalries. But this no. is just that province and to be the only two Canadian teams left. I mean, I, th- it's going to be unbelievable. You're going to have to stay up till one, two, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning every second night. <sighs> I oh, come on, like, they've no. This is gonna be prime. They, they've got to do prime time for these. Yeah, games, it'll man. be seven. It's, it'll be seven o'clock Alberta time. It's, it's gotta got. Be. It has to be. It has yeah. to be an earlier game. They have these games have to be early. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only reason they aren't is because you're getting the Toronto's. Like, but we don't have to worry about that anymore. Nope. No, we sure don't. Don't worry. Things about you can guarantee: death taxes and Toronto losing in the first round. Yeah. Don't have to worry about Toronto. Don't have to worry about Montreal. Don't have to worry about Winnipeg. Don't have to worry about Vancouver. Don't have to worry about Ottawa. Yep. And, Alberta, you know? and Sportsnet gets what they want because yep. they got a Canadian team at least advancing to the conference finals. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll probably be 10 o'clock our time till 12, 12 30, almost every second night. But I might be able to handle that. Yeah. You know, it's uh, every the other games wouldn't interest me, right? So I can catch up on sleep the nights before. Yeah. The off nights and the uh, pregame nap for a fandom. <laughs> Which was yeah. never a thing till I moved out here. The pregame nap for a fandom. So those are those are the best. Pregame naps are amazing. Yeah, I love when I fall asleep during a game, and I wake up like five minutes before the end of the game. <laughs> that happened uh, in game um, game five. Yeah, uh, I I tried to stay awake, but I fell asleep, uh, and I woke up literally fifteen seconds before Backlund tied it. Oh, really? And then Manjapani got the got the game winner like. A couple minutes later, yeah. So I, I, it was just my bodily instinct <laughs> of knowing when the Flames are going to tie the game, just to wake up and watch yeah. the rest. I had the adverse. I fell asleep in game one and woke up just as they were showing the replays of the goal going off to no after the giveaway, and I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake! But it was weird. I, like the games I watched, the Oilers lost. Right. The games I was like, f this, I'm going to bed. The Oilers won. So it was a real struggle Saturday night. Mm-hmm. To stay up or you know go to bed and hope for the best. I'm glad I stayed up. It was, it was, uh, it was good. Um, shout out to Johnny Rocket. 
Dano series win for the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> now we had a good exchange on Twitter, and it it was that. seven I games. Yeah, it, that, yeah, it was seven games, and you know, like I said, it was a little longer than I think a lot of Oilers fans thought, but. The Kings were a pesky team, and and they were a good team. So, um, speaking of playoff hockey, let's get into uh, let's get into some news and notes. But uh, first, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast Podcast. You're going to see a lot of draft uh, talk as we get into this next month here um, on TikTok. And don't forget to like and subscribe on the YouTube. Let's talk playoff hockey. News and notes from around the queue. Well, you. Uh... You don't get to come on here and talk about uh, Cam Russell? Cam Russell is not a genius. <laughs> uh, we can talk about about a uh, Halifax oh, Moosehead's yeah. choke job, uh, if you want to put it that way. Uh, you're up 2-0 uh, in a series, and then you lose three straight. That's kind of that's kind of the thing the things that suck about a best of five, yeah. though. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I think if it would have been a best of uh, seven, maybe uh, it could have went seven. Um, but... Yeah, that game four. My God. Yeah. Um, let me just say that I I actually stayed up for it. I was awake until probably 2 o'clock in the morning because there was that game on, and then the Flames game was was after that. So I, uh, yeah, I was kind of a bit of a, what was that? My days are all messed up now, but that game was, was Saturday, May or May eleventh. May eleventh. So that would have been last Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah, I was. Um, let's call it a walking zombie <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, on Thursday, um, that was a very tough day for me to get yeah. through. Um, but shout out to these teams, man. That was an incredible game, longest game in Moosehead's t- uh, franchise history. Which I. I should have asked and tried to find out if that's the longest game in Moosehead's history. Like they didn't even talk about that being the longest game in Bathurst. Like how many more overtimes did Bathurst? And it could have been like one or two minutes later kind of thing. But I was just, I was like, they're talking about the Moosehead's longest game in their history, but Bathurst never said anything about their no, history. So no. it'll be interesting to see what their longest. I, game I don't was. know. I, I, it's, it was a, it was a Halifax feed. So they didn't, um, didn't say anything about, yeah. uh, about Bathurst. It'd be interesting to see. You're right. How long it's uh, how long of a game Bathurst has played? Because I have no idea. No, right. I'm not a I'm not a historian like that. But and these, it could have been Laval too. Like yeah, it, it these, might not have just been the Bathurst team. Exactly. These teams put on a show. Yeah. Uh, the goaltenders were incredible. Matias um, Rosso was 68 saves. I think the most in the most saves in Moosehead's history in a game. And which I I thought when we come on here last week, I said like I said five. I, I took Halifax at five, and I thought. Halifax is both goaltenders. Like Brady James, I was thinking was going to be the starter, and mm-hmm. Matthias Russo played all five games. Played very well in all five games. Um, I think uh, the last game five, that's a tough way for them to to go out with him trying to skate to the puck and and make that play. That, that's a tough one that'll haunt him all year. But he's the only reason that team was still in the series, oh, leading God. the series, and having a chance to win. Like that, he played unbelievable. That whole. That whole series, I think it was like two hundred and some saves he had in the series. Crazy, there. crazy. And, and this, you know, he's 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 NHL draft. I'm pretty sure because he's uh, he's NHL draft eligible. And I don't where was he on on the rankings? I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't. Um, but he, my God, his playoff performances. He's going to skyrocket. He's yeah. going to jump right up. Um, but you know what? Good on Bathurst. You know, it, it would have been. Can you imagine? You imagine if St. John and Bathurst went out in the first round? Whew. That would not be good. Uh, we, you and I, I think you and I had a trip to. We were already planning a trip to St. John yeah. for a second round yeah, game, right? Exactly. And, uh, now we now we have to. Uh, what are we gonna do? Like uh, hope for game five tickets uh, against Bathurst and yeah. Take, I mean, it's uh, a long weekend this weekend. Maybe game three and four up in there between Charlottetown well, and Bathurst. Game five. Game five is on Sunday and uh, yeah. Monday's the holiday. So if, if this series can get to that series can get to five games, maybe we can. Uh, Somehow get on the East League Center box office website and score at least a couple tickets. I'm in. Uh, if that one goes five, I'm in. It, a... it, you're right, though. It is a it is a negative, a very big negative yeah. about a five game series because that was advertised well from us that that was going to be the best series of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was the best series of the playoffs. Um, and then the big shock, Ramuski taking out 
St. John. Um, I had the game. I had the series going five. I had St. John outlasting. I was on uh, Sports Corn TV with Chris, and he asked me who I was taking, and I didn't waver. But I, I, I stayed with St. John being at home. But I mean, Harmla just a thirty-eight save shutout in Game Four um, shuts the door in Game Five. It just I so don't you know. You know, who, you know who this is good for? So it's it's obviously terrible for St. John. Yeah, but as I reported about a month ago. There's been preliminary discussions that Ramuski wants to host the 2025 Memorial Cup. Mm-hmm. How many 16-year-olds do you have on your team? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those 16-year-olds. Wasn't this the roster that you're, we were going through at the start of the year going, I don't know. I don't know who the single guy, who guy that team is. I, we knew Bianca Patuka. I thought they were playing over their heads. Um, yeah. These 16-year-olds this year are going to be 19 in 2025 when they want to host the Memorial Cup. You think this experience is going to pay off for them? Yeah. Jesus. Right? And they're gonna, <laughs> and they're gonna host, which means they're gonna have trouble in that first round series. Well, so whoever's yeah. playing them, <laughs> yeah, that's we. we I said that two yeah. weeks ago. I, yeah. I, Jamie actually uh, put out something as one of his in his blogs that yeah. about he kind of did a little more research on it, but he went further back than I did. You know, the further if you look further back, that you know the host it's teams a, it's haven't a damning had much. Thing, but yeah, yep. the host teams didn't have much yeah. much trouble in the past, but it's more so been recently. Uh, you know, in like uh, 2012 and 2016, and and then when Halifax hosted, and then um you know now right it's uh it's almost like a, a memorial cup curse where you, you if you're a host team you're you, you better get out of the first yeah. round or you're in, or you're in deep shit um and I, and I don't know how I feel about it like Chris and I talked about it on the show and I think in a normal year with no covid and no and this would be a very bad thing but I actually think this might pay off for St. John because of the truncated schedule with the three games and four nights and the four games and five nights and just jamming in, what, 30 games in 60 days or something? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you are Gordy Dwyer, who's had the team playing the right way in the second half, you give them two two weeks off and then, or a week off, whatever, get away from the rink, clear everything out, and then come back, reset it as a, as a camp and a hard camp, this might actually pay off for St. John to get that rest because they've been playing so many games in so many days. But that's that's the only thing I see is the the rest after the the series or after the season. Oh, I guess you want to put it that way. It, but financially, this oh. is terrible for St. John. I mean, they're yeah. they're a big market. They're a big money market. But you know, these teams are still you know suffering at the gate from COVID and, you know, poor attendance and like St. John had crap for attendance in the first couple of games against Ramuski. Like there were, there were team people were joking about how, li- how little the crowds were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're not going to get that gate revenue into the second round, into the third round, into the fourth round. Like this is terrible. Yes. They're going to recuperate some money, the Memorial cup. Cause you know, all the games are going to be sold out probably, but you know, they were probably banking on, on, you know, some some sold out uh, sold out games here in the third round, the fourth round. That's just not going to happen. What you're seeing in the second round now, yeah. Like you're seeing, got note earlier today. Who seemed to be sold out. Bathurst game five was pretty much sold yeah. out, and that was the concern with Bathurst too. Like if you know, going down two nothing uh, to Halifax, and you know, fans were freaking out because they were like, okay, well, there's already rumors this team is gone. Yeah. Well, if we lose in the first round financially we're, we're screwed we gave up all the assets financially it was yep. tough like what's yep. yeah st john had 2000 in game one 2100 in game two 2800 in game three that's, so. a, th- that's a third of a sellout yeah right uh I, i'm not gonna i'm not like i'm not look i'm not the avenir center was was a ghost town yeah right yeah yeah uh, so i'm not uh i'm not saying anything bad here but like these teams were banking, like a team like St. But John now you get banking. that second round, so yeah. maybe you're at thirty two hundred. Mm-hmm. You get in the third round, you're at four thousand, and you know you're easily sold. You're, like these games are easily sold out yeah. into the third round, yeah. and and like fortunately, Bathurst kind of got their you know got it going. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was I was actually sitting around the other night. I was listening to the Backstreet Boys, and I was listening to as the back, one does. I was listening to the Backstreet Boys and uh, Backstreet's back, and I was like. Everybody, yeah, yeah. Bathurst back. <laughs> All right. Da, 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 da. 
All right, for, uh, Briar, you are, have full reins to take that Bathurst back, all right? Bathurst back. <laughs> all right. Well done. All right. Yeah. So we tweeted out our uh, predictions on Sunday um, because we wanted to get them out knowing the show comes out Wednesday and half the series we're going to be done. Uh, so if you want to go, I'll go first. I went the Islanders in five, Ramparts in four, Phoenix in four, and sticking with my early season prediction, Shawinigan in five. Mm-hmm. Um your thoughts on your predictions? What do you got? I, I think, uh, you know, teams winning the series were kind of on the same. Uh, I think we're yeah, on we the same four. Boat. Yeah, we got the, the four same, same teams. Four. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, I think Charlton and Bathurst, are, you know, it could be a four or it could be a five. Um, I got to go with Charlton on this one. Uh, Bathurst, I mean. They battled hard uh, in in a five game series, and and Charlottetown, I mean, they could have taken five guys out of their lineup, and they still would have beat Moncton. So, um, Charlottetown is probably a little more rested. I think will be an advantage. Uh, Ramuski in Quebec, I mean, barring another upset, which I just don't think will happen. No, but I've been wrong about Ramuski before. Uh, I think this is Quebec series, uh, and I will give Ramuski the benefit of the doubt. I think they will get one game, so I'll say Quebec in four. Uh, that was the same thought. I like. I I knew I wasn't bold enough to pick Ramuski. I mean, if you're not going to pick him over St. John, you're not going to pick him over Quebec. Group. But the way they played and the way Harmla can steal a game, mm-hmm. I was like, well, if they can get a split, all right. But I think I, I was going to give them one game regardless. I just couldn't get... I couldn't get it to five. Um, no, no, I Sherbrooke I, I, is the same with Ramuski. I think the Armada are okay, uh, but I think they can get one. I don't think Sherbrooke gets goes the distance. I think Sherbrooke is just if there's a if there's a sweep in the second round, it's going to be this series. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, but I again benefit of the doubt. I'll give Blaine Bell one. So I'll say Sherbrooke and four. Uh, you said yep. Sherbrooke and five. Did I? Yeah. My bad. Unless you meant to hit four and hit five. Maybe I think that's got to be it. I, 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 we'll I, allow it. I can't see Blaineville getting two wins in that series. Um, I think Schwinnigan and uh, Gatineau is the best series in the second round. Oh, it's 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 one of the. It will be one of the best. Yeah. Um, I think it, it has the Bathurst Halifax feel of the first mm-hmm. round. Like uh, either team. I mean, game one on Sunday went to overtime. Schwinnigan. Yeah. Getting a six-five victory. So if you're gonna get four more games like that in the series. You're... And again, by the time you hear this, we're not sure what happened in game two. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, if Schwinnigan's already, at least by the time you hear this, got the split mm-hmm. in Gatineau and going back to their rink, um, I, I see this thing going five. So I, I could see that as well. I, you're right. This is probably going to be one of the better series um, of uh, of the four. Uh, I would, I, I've got to go with Schwinnigan, though, uh, just based on on uh on what they've done to the trade deadline Gatineau's more built for next year mm-hmm. so again if they pull off this this win it's it's good for them going in because you know these young guys obviously want need more playoff experience uh but I gotta go Schwinnigan because well I think you put you you picked Schwinnigan as your president's cup champion yep I think did you not and uh at this point yeah I, d- I don't think you can sleep on to, him let's go back I think I I, I know I got him to the final I think you picked Schwinnigan against Charlottetown no, Schwinnigan and St. John. We both oh, picked St. John. Okay. Yeah. okay. We both picked them to get to. Because oh, we figured the trade deadline, they were going to load up like Moncton, right? Yeah. Like, this is your one chance. So, um, yeah, you had Quebec and Schwinnigan, or Quebec and St. John, and I had Schwinnigan and St. John. So, um, but yeah, I, and you know what I like to see? What I'm, it's kind of cool, and I, I didn't watch the Charlottetown game, but Quebec is going all red. Uh, Sherbrooke is going fans all in white. Gatineau had their fans all in white. It'd be in, like, I don't know, maybe Schwinnigan will go all yellow. I haven't seen what they're doing, but like the rinks seem to be selling out in Quebec in, in these second rounds. The fans are engaged. The teams are engaging the fans, giving them shirts, giving them ideas going into the second round of the playoffs. It's just it's good to see the buildings being full again coming out of the pandemic, and, and this mm-hmm. is what you want to see in into the playoffs. So if we're correct uh, in the Islanders, the Rampart, the Phoenix, and the Cataract winning, you will have Quebec versus Schwinnigan. And Charlottetown versus who else do I have on there? Sherbrooke. Oof, it's a good final four. Yeah, yeah, really they, good. Final they four. cross over, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, so it'd be Quebec, the one seed against the seven seed uh, Shawinigan, and then Charlottetown, two seed, getting home ice advantage against Sherbrooke. Which home ice advantage is going to be big in that? Because they're final, they're going to be best of sevens in the yeah. third round. No, it's f- best of five in the third round. Yeah, only oh, the final. Oh, for the love of God! <laughs> only the final. Which look at it, uh, the OHL is now going into their third round. The WHL, uh, there's one series left, and then they'll be in their third round. We're still in our second. So by the time they're in their final, we'll be in our third round, and then and then it's yeah. It, We'll have to do some research, but as far as I know, it's uh, it's three 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 and then se- or five 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 and then seven, which is so stupid. You're, you're getting ripped off. Oh up. my god! This is all because they want to get sixty eight games in. If they'd have just finished on the sixteenth, I think at least three and four could have been seven games. But yeah, either way, it's that's a that's a good final four, and then you get into the final, and oh boy. All right, you want to recap this uh, Recap this season? Yeah, it's every single game, all Let's, 68. Yeah, buckle in, everyone, every single game. Weekly Rewind. Season Rewind. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the Wildcats opened up against Bathurst on the road. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to go through each and every game. Uh, we're looking back on the season. The Wildcats finished 28, 31, 6, and 3, 65 points. Fifth in the division, which if I remember correctly, we both picked fifth in the division. Yep. I think we were battling with Halifax, but maybe a little bit closer. It but was a battle. Yeah. But we, we didn't have Moncton ahead of, of Halifax. Nope. It was it was uh, fifth in the division. Uh, we fin- ended up finishing seventh in the East, so... I mean, you know, I kind of – we touched on it in the show after the break. The first half of the schedule was much easier. Um, it was a more favorable schedule for this team to finish where they did, third in the, the conference, or fifth in the conference, I believe, best team in New Brunswick at that time. And then Charlottetown loaded up, Bathurst loaded up, St. John loaded up, and unfortunately the three teams that are loading up for a Memorial Cup run – or in your division in your back half of the schedule is division opponents. Um, so, I mean, it was a season of two halves, really. So, yeah. Uh, there was a good – I think I said at the beginning of the season that they had to get off to a good start uh, because you had, an, you had a hunch that there was the second half was going to be tough, mm-hmm. same as last year. Um, and they did. Right? They, got, they got off to a pretty good start in the first half. We'll, we'll give them that. Exceeded expectations. Uh, and then, yeah, second half came around. Teams loaded up. Schedule sucked. Uh, a lot of the postponed <laughs> yeah. games were against maritime teams. Yeah. The C- the t- the league somehow still wanted to have a 68-game season. The crush of the rush kind of um, got to them. Uh, injuries know, got to them. Injuries. Sc- Scheduling injuries, yeah. put it that way. I mean, you look at March from March seventeenth to April third, Charlottetown, Saint John, Charlottetown, Saint John, one Cape Breton, Saint John, Charlottetown, Cape Breton, Bathurst, Bathurst, Bathurst. Like that's it's awful schedule. Yeah, that is awful in your division, and you're getting, and that's your Sherbrooke was in the second half, Gatineau's twice in the second half, Quebec's in the second half. I mean, it's it was a. It was a first half schedule that allowed Richie to keep the team together for the most part. Didn't have to blow it up in a rebuild to try and get assets. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, didn't didn't have to blow it up to get assets, but also didn't overpay to try and compete to win a round. Like he didn't give up one of the two second rounders, one of the first rounders in twenty twenty three, which wouldn't have been Valdor, but a Moncton pick, um, to try and compete in that first round, and then you end up playing Charlottetown and getting swept, right? Like that I think is the the biggest save of the season is he didn't give up assets to win around and they they got an asset back unknowingly in Philip that ooh, that makes just makes things yeah you know the future look a lot brighter yeah uh, than it did uh, let's let's put it that way uh, but yeah there's there wasn't a trade that was. There was no Roger Shannon trade, let's put it that way, <laughs> where it was let's go make a trade just to win a round. It was, yeah. you know, there was no London Knights uh, experiment. Uh, and Which was a scare, right? <sighs> Going into that trade deadline. I mean, they were 
they had a few losses in late or December, and I said, are these good losses? Because you're not putting false hope that you are going to overpay, right? If there was any, if if there was a trade that they would have pulled off that would have, you know, made me believe that they want to win around, I probably would have went complete heel <laughs> on the organization. Yeah. Right. Um, we've we've said many times that we we trust Richie. Um, everything he's done, we we fully support. Yeah. Um, but if there would have been a trade made that just gave us the sense that they wanted to win a round, I probably wouldn't be saying nice things. Like I probably <laughs> would have had some It would have been nasty, a tough trade period. We, we yeah. said some nasty yeah. things in the second half. Yeah. I've probably would have been fired. <laughs> Not from you, but I probably would have been, been told by the organization to take my garbage elsewhere. The <laughs> uh, old cease and desist. <laughs> exactly. Uh I but you know they're they're I think they're on the right track. They've they've kind of got their you know, they've got two seconds, they've got three thirds, they've got a two firsts next in twenty twenty three. It yeah. looks it looks good. Uh but they've they've worked magic on these second round picks and especially last year. They've yeah. they've made you know I, I just I will say it again. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Uh it's in Moran was a first round pick. I don't know how we got him in the second round. Mm-hmm. Mercier is a first round pick. I don't know how we got him in the second round. Um, Byers on was had a few is, first is round probably grade. a second round. Yeah. I don't know how we got him in the fifth. Like the only and then thing, Grenier and then Grenier. So there is a lot to look forward to. Um, but uh, yeah, the draft. I mean, they've got to hit a couple home runs here in the second round and 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 make these picks work. Uh, and you know, I I think they I think they can. Uh, because you've got you've got a full season of scouting. Yeah. Right, this is this is the That's first. That's the best part is it's a full season. I've seen these yeah. kids play. This is the first full season of scouting and, yeah. since 2018, 2019, yeah. right? Because these major players would have had their seasons cut short. Yeah. Um, and so you've got your you've had your scouts in every building. You've probably you've probably pl- watched every player from the Quebec high school ranks up to maybe the. United States Junior A League, for all we know. Yeah. Right? Like, there's... Just think of what this team scouts did without views. Yeah. The home runs they hit in the draft. You're literally going with Bantam reports. Yeah. Right? From a year before. And just your relationships with... Players. Midget coaches and midget GMs and agents. And I I, I have full... I think they're going to do a really good job of the draft. Yeah. Well, before we get into draft talk what a roster could look like because i got an interesting question for you uh after we'll get into recap and we'll give the players some grades we've done it before where we've gone defense grade a forward grade but we'll go through each individual player because we've got some time here um just some stats i mean the home record they were 14 and 14 uh on the road they were not 17 and 17 that's not right they were oh what was their road record now i can't think of it where was it other beer 14 and 17 on the road. Another cider. Yep. How's your yip cider? Advertised uh, at every Wildcats game. Yep. And it is. Um, so these are, uh, this is a crisp and refreshing with great apple flavor and aroma. Um, on the banks of the St. John <laughs> River, you can find yip cider. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty- Hashtag not a sponsor. Is it all right? Is Long it? Beach, New Brunswick. The McKay Apple Orchard. Let's see. It's refreshing. Yeah. Refreshing. 100% New Brunswick apples. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's pretty good. It tastes better than the first can. <laughs> Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, the first can before we got on the show, he he uh, he didn't enjoy the first can. The Maybe first it was that can, first sip. Yeah, the, uh, the first uh, sip, the first sip of the yip was uh, Cut a little guard. tart. Yeah, a little yeah. tart. Uh, tart on the tonsils. No, tons- <laughs> tonsils. Tonsils. Yeah. Yeah, uh, tart on the tonsils. Um, but the first sip of the yip was uh, yeah, wasn't wasn't great. So it gets better as you go. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like sex, right? <laughs> 
gets better as you go. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The first time's a little tart. Yeah. It gets better as you go. Yeah. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor at all unless what, they want to. No. Sex not a sponsor? <laughs> no. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Cider. That's right. Yep, not yeah. a sponsor unless not they yet. want to be. Yeah, We're exactly. always open absolutely. to any sponsorship. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Home record 14, 14, 3, and 3. Did you say uh, home record? No. Home record. Oh. Okay, road sorry. record 14, <laughs> 17, 3, uh, 17, 5, 4, and 2 in scoring first. Maritimes Division 15, 22, 5, and 2, which is obviously from the beginning of the year because they didn't fare well in the second half. Uh, against the East, so Quebec, Ramouski, Shikudemi, and Baycomo, they go 5 and 3. Uh, the West, which was Gatineau, Blainville, Renaranda, and Valdor, they go 5 and 1. Struggled against the Central, which is Sherbrooke, Shawinigan, Drummondville, and Victoriaville going 3 and 5. Special teams, 12th, uh, 12th on the power play, 19.8, which is a little bit higher than I thought the number would be. Um, 16th at home, 10th on the road. Uh, PK was 76.2. And your favorite stats, 19-4, in one goal game. I don't get it either. When leading after it. one, they were 12-5, and 1-1. One one. Yeah, uh, when they were leading after two, they shut it down, 16-1, 2 and 2 uh, if they got behind, they were in trouble. Nineteen and nine and nineteen when trailing after one. Seven and twenty-seven when trailing after two. Um, when they were out, when they outshot an opponent, which by the numbers right about now, it weren't uh, very many times. Nine, four, two, and two, and they were eighteen, twenty-seven, four, and one when being outshot. So, talk about a team that was playing from behind. It's, uh, I mean, the the stat that jumps out is the one goal games. 19 and 4 and leading after 2 16 and 1 like they seem like cardiac cats they were coming back and maybe it's cuz they were leading by after 2 by like two or three goals and then they'd give up that late one and survive to be to get the W in that uh one goal game but i mean those stats are very almost misleading i i can't can't be real they just <laughs> there's no way those are real yeah i'm sorry i'm calling it right now fake news um I don't, I don't believe it. I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't get it how it happens. I understand the real. Yeah. I get the real. But it just doesn't make sense. I just don't believe it. Because <laughs> 19 of their 28 wins were in one goal games. I just don't understand. And like I said, they could have been up by two or three. And then when you're playing defense for the final 20 minutes, that's what uh, you survive and get a one goal game. But yeah, um, it's crazy. I no comment. <laughs> All right, you want to get into player grades? Uh, I'm like, what's uh, Marshawn Lynch? I'm, I'm just here, so I don't get fined. Exactly. Uh, player grades. You got your player grades loaded up? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Where we're do you want to start? Forwards, old, uh, goalies, decor? Where do you want to go? The reason why we're doing this, I'm going to just get this. All right. The reason why we're doing this. Um, Player report cards uh, was always one of my f- more – one of my – uh, one of the articles that Neil Hodge used to write that I, I would always look forward to. Neil Hodge used to always write um, player report cards after the season. So shout out to Neil Hodge. Uh, we hope you're enjoying your retirement, my friend. I think it's retirement. You no, he's got a new job with the government of New Brunswick. That's tourism. the one. Tourism, right? Yeah. Yeah, tourist. Tourist guy. Retirement from hockey writing yeah, into tourism. Yeah, there exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he's a t- tourism uh, blogger or yeah. reporter or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, yeah, I always look forward to Neil Hodge player report cards. And uh, so far, we haven't seen nothing from Sean Hatcher. Doesn't mean it's not happening. Doesn't mean it's not happening because usually when we say something, his <laughs> article is literally out the next day about it. And just so you all know, that is not by design. We we talk to him, but it's, we don't talk to him about what's yeah. coming on the show so he can write his article uh, to come out the next day. Yeah. So, so are we going? Are we starting from the net out or are we starting from? Uh, yeah, let's go with net out. Okay. Um, First off, Jonathan Lemieux. Just, just you know, I think we didn't really communicate really well when we started do, doing this. Yeah. Excuse me. The carbonation of these ciders is starting <laughs> to get them. Yeah. You kind of did, like, first-half players. I, I I asked if we were going to do first-half players, yeah. like Couture, Jacob Stewart, uh, Sammy so I, Longname. So I don't have them on my No, I don't. I raised them once. You <laughs> okay. said you didn't. So, so goalies, Jonathan Lemieux, um, I gave him an A-. minus. And for Vince Filia, a B. Now, the reason, let me just one thing clear. Some of these marks that I'm about to give are not based on, they're not performance-based. No. They are performance-based, but they could also be based on playing time. Um, so, you know, I could, we, we could get to Nathan Casey, and Nathan Casey's only played what? 
eight games all year or something like that. I don't know. Just it just seems no, that's, like yeah, it's uh, or twenty. Twenty. Okay. But, well, but yeah, I I see what you you're know, saying. Yeah. yeah. He is. He was hurt most of the year. Yeah. So I can't go and give him an A. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could go and give him an A because he scored. Yeah. Right? But I can't do that. So when I give Philly on a B, I'm giving Philly on a B based on performance. And I'm also giving him a B because I also think he should have been playing more. So that might want to go towards the coaching staff. But... One thing we didn't do, these are player report cards, yeah. not coaching staff report cards. Yeah. So, yeah, A minus to Jonathan Lemieux and a B to Vince Filino. I give Jonathan Lemieux a B minus. Um, he was brought in as the goaltender to get more starts, get the you know, get the wins, put the team on his back, and he did. And when he played well, he played extremely well. Um, uh, but some nights were tougher on him, and again, you're playing behind a young decor, but um, the nights that he kept us in there, he kept us in there with a B. I agree 100% with you on Philion, which is why I just kind of kept it right at the level um, of a C plus. And that's just because he had a tough start to the year, um, but then he played that Schwinnigan game in front of his family, and he kind of got on a bit of a roll. And when he was playing, he was playing very well. But again, he wasn't playing as much as we thought. And now we're in a situation where our expected number one goalie going into the season, and again, we don't make any of these decisions as played one playoff game. And it technically wasn't a playoff game. It was a New Brunswick tournament random game. Like it didn't really count as a playoff game. So that in itself kind of scares me as well as who knows what the league rules could be. We could have 20 year old goaltenders not count as your three 20 year olds. Right. And then you're bringing in another 20 year old. So Mm -hmm. um, I just, that kind of scares me. Um, But Philion has showed that when he's playing well and he's on and the decor is going to grow together and they're just going to get better in front of him, he's going to be a better goaltender. So I kept it right at the, at the level of couldn't quite get to the B. So C plus was right there for him because he just, he had a tough first half, but a much, much better second half for, for Philly on it's, it's exciting to see what he brings next year. I thought my B was going to be, t- it was tough on him. Yeah. Man. It's just cause he like, C plus because he just didn't play as many games yeah. as we thought. No, he was I get it. Play. I get it. I get it. He's that orange. He's he's like orange juice, right? It's all about the vitamin C. It's about C plus. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Drink yeah. apple juice because OJ will kill you. <laughs> oh, let's go to the decor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, let's go to the decor. Um, Anthony Hamel. Uh, I went with a B. Yeah, I, I'm going. B. I got. I gave him a B plus. Uh, yeah. Just because I saw him in the second half be a leader, yeah. right? He was he was the leader that the team kind of needed uh, because there was another defenseman back there that was brought in that <laughs> we'll get to next on my list here, but uh, <laughs> should have been more yeah. of a leader yeah. that he wasn't. And I think, and for me, the being a leader, which I didn't even think of, but well done. You're, you always put that thing together. Um, I mean, the guy blocked a shot with his head. Yes. Like the guy, and you can see he's bringing Aya Senza along. He's, they were partners basically all year when he was healthy. Um, if he was injured, Aya Senza was playing with other guys. Um, but when it was Hamel, it was Hamel and Isenza. And I think for the first month and a half, they started every game. They were on the starting lineup. So um, this is a guy that is going to be, uh, like I'll stake that, is going to be one of our 20-year-olds. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a C on his chest next year. Um, but, again, they could go with someone who's going to be here for a couple more years he after. Better, but he better have, have a C on his yeah, chest next would, year. Yeah, I, I could see him being announced um, secretly right at the uh, home opener instead of letting us know beforehand. But uh, all right, who you got next? Um, because I put old in... Jackson Bell in there. Right, um, yeah. we're, we're gonna both agree on this one. Jackson, uh, what I want to sell about you, Jackson. Um, let me just start off by saying, Jackson, you got my lowest grade. Um, mine too. I gave you a D, um, because I'm too nice. I gave you a D, Jackson, because um, I expected more from you. 
uh, when you were here at 16, I saw your potential and what you did in Sherbrooke, what you did in Bathurst, uh, had me excited. Um, it wasn't that trade. It wasn't a trade that I thought was going to try to win them a first round. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I didn't see that trade as this trade as being that reason why he was brought in. Um, I can't count on my two hands how many times he could have prevented a goal. I think every time, you know, we watch the, you know, we don't watch the games together, Adam. Yeah. But we kind of indirectly watch the games together because yeah. we were always sending each other a message about something he did that allowed a goal. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's, that's just, he, he just, he was below expectations, um, you know. If you want to compare him to something, you know, a, a joke I used to, um, when I was a kid going to school, you were either a outstanding yeah. Yeah. student. Yeah. You were a good student. You were an above-average student. Or you were needs improvement. And I remember going up to my gym teacher one time, and I said, I expected to get, it was my gym teacher, so I was my English teacher. <laughs> and oh, I said, oh, your English teacher, yeah, that makes more sense. So I said, I, 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 I expected in no way, I, I, thought I, was a, I thought I was an outstanding student. And he said, the only O you'd get is outstanding in the hallway. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I, you know, it it was just a, for me, uh, the tra it was a trade I was kind of looking forward to. Uh, I was looking forward to because I knew what he was. He he could have had you know what he could have done. He he has a blistering shot. He never used it. Yeah. When he did, it was into a shin pad. Um. There was opportunities when he could have prevented goals, but it, somehow it ended up in the back of the net. So it just for me, uh, D. Yeah, I I'm right there with you. The lowest grade. Um, like I said when we had Richie on, I like, got this is a guy that you're bringing into power play to be the quarterback to to be the shot on the power play, um, and I didn't see it all that often. There was, you know, it was just it was always he's got that style where it seems lackadaisical, and I don't. It's just that style. It's the it. I don't think that's who he is, and I don't think that's the type of player he is. But he's just got that style, and um, you know, like you had said, like. As a 16-year-old, you could see the potential, and you saw him in Bathurst. You saw him in Sherbrooke, and you were excited that that was a piece on the back end to kind of stabilize things. And um, it just it just didn't work out. And you know, he didn't play that much power play time, which I think he was kind of brought in to do. And um, so, yeah, I'm kind of for all the reasons with you, I I, I believe the same uh, the same there. Um, where do you, what's next on your list? I have more, uh, um, and for me, yeah, I have an A. I have an A as well. Because I can't see what more he could do. He did it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, highest scoring 16-year-old defenseman in franchise history. Um, sixth in scoring amongst 16-year-old defensemen in the queue. Yeah. Like the entire league. Yep. In the past 20 years. Uh, I think as the season went on, he, you know, he's, his production went down. A lot of his his production was in the first half. Um, but still, you can't ignore what he did as a rookie. Yeah. Um, he really flourished when he got up to the top line. Yeah. When, he, when they were trying to shelter him with the sixth, the five, six minutes, mm -hmm. it, you were like, okay, what are we doing here? Like he's, he's coming along slowly. Then when they put him on the top line with uh, Sammy Longname and DeGrossier, mm -hmm. he was allowed to be that offensive defenseman where, you know, and I think that's what they kind of expected with Bellamy is he was going to be the defensive guy to stay back and allow Moran and, we're not in that room. We don't know. You know, we gave Bellamy a, a D grade, but maybe in that room for Moran, he was an A because he's showing him how to lead and mm -hmm. be a locker room guy, and that's what you want to bring in. But on the ice, I mean, once he was able to be offensive, um, you had him as your rookie of the year. Um, I had OJ as mine. So in, the, in neither one of those guys, you have an issue – you can have an issue with in their in their quote-unquote rookie season. Mm -hmm. But you, you kind of saw a glimpse of the future with him and, and Grenier playing together a few times. Um, he was on the power play, whether it was first or second power play, all year. I, I'm with you. I don't know what more he could have done. 
No, he's just one of those players that, uh, I mean, he's our, he's top pairing next year. Yeah. Um, if if he's not top pairing, he's he's second pairing. Uh, he's gonna get tons tons more playing time. Uh, you know, you, you hope is you hope his production increases. And uh, you know what? I'll make a bold prediction. Oh. Um. Under eighteen tournament this ter- this summer, he's on it. Nice team Canada. Perfect. Uh, let's go Iacenza. Um, Iacenza, I gave a C. Uh, because they're just sometimes he had the the tough penalties a little less than last year. Um, when he was playing with Hamel, I mean he was the toughness. He's the guy that stood up for his teammates. Um, he had a couple tough penalties early on in St. John, but then you know he played really well after that. He had the the giveaway against Shawinigan. That was he played well after that. So. You can see him growing and learning and developing into what I predict is likely, if it's not Moran and Grenier, it's Hamel and Iacenza in the top pair next year as the defenseman. And that's just, that's where I see him. He's just, he's developing just on the the plane that this uh, this club wants him to. I was a lot more generous than you. Yeah. I gave him a B. I gave him a B because while I agree that he did take some. Not so smart penalties. Mm-hmm. His progression this year compared to last year just skyrockets. Um, he's if I see him getting the puck behind the net, skating out, I'm expecting him to get as far as the red line and getting it dumped in. Uh, there's some defensemen who I could say. Oh crap! He's <laughs> gonna do something that's gonna cause a turnover. Uh, but ISN's his mobility, yeah. Uh, just his 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 mobility. Like I have I have confidence um, seeing him rush the puck. Uh, so that's kind of why I was a little more generous. I I I, I looked at this at the penalties, but I'm kind of offsetting those penalties with the fact that you know he's also bringing a a offensive side of the game that I, I didn't expect to see out of him. Right. Um, Pilot? Um, Pilot gave him a B-. minus. Uh, I expect a lot more from him. Uh, he went to an NHL training camp. Uh, it wasn't that training camp, rookie camp, with Montreal. Um, so I expected him to have a big year. Yeah. Uh, there was those couple games there where he, he got timely goals to, to tie it up. Even was good enough to get a nickname, um, but uh, just didn't. You know, I, I expected more. Uh, if he would have had a better season, he probably would have got a probably a B plus. Um, but I was you give him B minus? Yeah, underwhelming. Yeah, one one word for his season was under uh, underwhelming. Um, to the point where I I don't know if he's gonna be back as a twenty year old next year. Um, that's yeah. that kind of uh, that kind of feeling. That's what the kind of feeling I have is that uh, I expected a lot more, but it was like he he last season he was uh, exceeded expectations. This season was below expectations, and when you're a building team, your, your progression has to go up, mm-hmm. uh, and his didn't. Yeah, yeah, I had to see just the same. Uh, him and Iacenza, the same kind of, you know, Iacenza had the tough first half of the year. Pilot kind of had a tougher second half. The injury didn't help. Uh, but, yeah, I just, when we talked at the end of last year, I think we had Pilot as the, if he wasn't the one-two guy, he was the third guy, the third defenseman. And, you know, he was kind of not quite the third defenseman this year. And so um, I gave him I gave him a C. Uh, Connor Olsen. Uh, <laughs> I, I can see we're both kind of. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm debating if I want to change my grade. I went with C minus, and it just there's so many. He's kind of like, oh man, how do you find the words? In his in the offensive zone, he's okay. Mm-hmm. He gets the shot to the net, um, and he's on the rush. He can get the puck to the net. He can get the puck into the zone. It's just in front of the net. It just seems like, yep. For a bigger guy, he's just. 
He's not that mean. And maybe that's just not his personality. I don't know. I've never talked to him. But on the ice, it just it seemed like there was a couple times where you're just like, why, why are you going that way? And the puck comes out and there's somebody. Or he's not pushing guys in front of the net or not tying up sticks. So mm-hmm. just I don't expect him to be here as a 20-year-old next year. Maybe come in in the camp and compete. Uh, but I, I don't expect him to be here as a 20-year-old. And there's more nights that I left the rink annoyed at something that happened with two seven on the ice than there wasn't. So I didn't give him a D, but I gave him a C minus because there were times and in the offensive zone, he's okay. And again, like I've always said with Connor Olson, if he's playing five, six D minutes, he's fine. It's when like last year with the getting injured and he had to play extended minutes. That's when he gets in trouble, but that's where that's the, for me, a C minus. You took the words out of my mouth, so uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say that I gave him a B minus. Oh, B minus. Okay. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm too nice sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Darcy. Darcy is a B plus for me. Darcy is a B plus for me as well. Um, it seemed every time he played, something happens. Every time he's on the ice in the offensive zone, something happens. Yeah. Uh, he just has an offensive awareness to his game that excites me intrigues me and just leads me to believe that you know I think I said earlier in the show that I want to correct myself right now because I just realized the error I said mm-hmm. I said that I don't think Pilot will be back as a 20 year old next season he's 19 he's, he's 19 that's right I kind of looked at it, yeah. um I just realized that um I'm not I'm literally not looking at his age I'm looking at the Pittsburgh and New York game <laughs> seven um but uh, if I, honestly, if at this point, if you're looking at a 19-year-old defenseman to bring back next year between Pilot and Darcy, I'm Darcy. going Darcy. Yeah, um, that's and that's the only reason why the age thing just clued into me is because of that talking point I was just about to bring up. Um, so if there's between those two, if there's if there's a 19 to bring back next year, I'm going Darcy. Uh, a right shot. B Something always happens when he's on the ice. Yep. A, right shot. B, something happens on the ice. C, he brings the layer of And he's of got beautiful eyes. He does. I mean, yeah. This, if you've never looked at this guy, I'm sorry. Like, Let's just take a second here to acknowledge the fact yeah. that Thomas Darcy has some of the nicest eyes you will ever see. Like they are so blue. Did that factor like into if his hockey grade? doesn't work out for this guy, he's going GQ. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Did that factor into his grade? Blue, B for blue eyes. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Right. Um, let's go back to the hockey so talk. So C, uh, when he was on that second power play, and maybe that's part of your things were happening. But in the in the second half, like in the late April kind of season, he was on the second half uh, or second power play before he got injured. And as abysmal as the power play was. Thomas Darcy as a quarterback was moving the puck where it needed to go. Um, so, yeah, I and I like his offensive ability. Uh, I joked with his billet that sometimes it's not the fastest offensive ability and you're not sure if he's going to dump it in and maybe he's not sure what he wants to do and then all of a sudden, hey, the puck's in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I give uh, I give him uh, a B plus. Um, last one uh, for the decor and then we'll uh, we'll go to the forwards. Ethan Dolomont. Uh Ethan, um, I kind of gave him a C for just – incomplete because he wasn't playing a lot i give him a b uh and i think it's a lot of the reason that again it just seemed like um every time he's like not every time he was on the ice Mm -hmm. but every game he scored like just every time i look like i know he didn't score much but it's like every time i watched him every time i watched a game he scored a goal so Maybe I have to start watching games more. Um, Maybe. Uh, it just, but it literally just felt yeah. that he was scoring every time I watched a game. Um, and I know he was drafted for his offensive ability. Uh, and I think when he was picked, the, the one thing I said was, if he plays in this league, it's because he's going to act like a fourth forward. And he literally acts yeah, like a fourth he, forward. Yeah, you can see that. Uh, you know, but still defensively, He's made the odd mistake here and there, but nothing that's really been detrimental to the team. No, right? He's he's his mobility is so good, 
his lateral movement is so good that he can recover. He can make up for his mistakes. He can he can get back to the puck. Um, so he literally he lacks like a fourth forward. Um, and if you're crunching numbers next year and you're trying to find, you know, you gotta you gotta make room for a, a Darcy. You've got to make room for for uh, you know a Hamel. You got to make room for a Mora and a Grenier and an Iacenza. You're looking at players who can maybe step in a forward role. Darcy or Dolmont. And if there's a team that loves to have that seventh defenseman or eighth defenseman mm-hmm. to step into a forward role. It's the moment. From Aspero to Darcy, yep. and and then you know I gave Dalman a C. He has the potential to. He could have had a B for me, uh, but he just twenty seven games out of sixty eight. So he just didn't play enough to get a good grade. And then, like you said, the games he he did play, mm-hmm. he was very good, and you could see his end to end rushes. And I think he's going to be that. I'm trying to think of a defensive, um, like a McAvoy mm. type uh, defenseman, um, just. Smaller make things happen, very good with the puck. And I think that's what his ability can be. So moving into next year, that's where I, you know, he could be that B level player just playing each and every night. But mm-hmm. uh we're gonna we're gonna split this thing into two episodes um because we're almost at an hour and we've only gone forwards and defensemen uh in the start of the show. So uh tune in tomorrow. We will have the forwards, uh stick tap of the week, wildcast of the week, and a quick question that uh you don't want to miss. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.